Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. That so much of the time we, you know, we just pick up with uh, uh, habits, spiritual habits, just like we do natural habits and and uh, practices from others, and uh, we just pray, well, Lord, save the lost. But that doesn't do much good. About all that does is just sort of save your conscience that you prayed for the lost. You know, actually, there's nothing really, and that came as a real shock to me when the Lord pointed that out to me, that there's nothing in the New Testament that said, uh, pray for sinners that they'll be saved. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. This week, we continue the Timeless Teaching Series by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. This will be an excellent week of teaching. Stay tuned. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you details on how you can obtain this month's special offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. You could open your Bibles again today, where we left off at the ninth chapter of Matthew. We'll just briefly look at that, and then we'll go a little further. We're talking about right now what Jesus said about prayer. Now here, in this ninth chapter of Matthew, the 35th verse says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. If you don't know anything else to pray about, well, here's something the Bible emphatically tells you to pray for. We noticed two things from studying here in Matthew, what Jesus said about prayer, we found two things that he said to pray for. He said uh, in Matthew 5, 44, the latter part of the verse, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Don't talk about them, pray for them. And that don't mean pray that judgment will fall on them. Amen. That's not the right attitude. Pray that the blessings of God will come upon them. Now, it, it uh, does more for you than it does for them. Amen. But it'll also do something for them. Now, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that will send forth labors. We have to realize, as I said yesterday, when it comes to individuals, as well as nations, and uh, different people, that certain ones can reach certain ones. Everybody's not going to reach everybody. Amen. Uh, a lot of times I discovered this, and I told you yesterday, and I'm going into it again today, that so much of the time we, you know, we just pick up with uh, uh, habits, spiritual habits, just like we do natural habits and, and uh, practices from others. And uh, we just pray, well, Lord, save the lost. But that doesn't do much good. About all that does is just sort of save your conscience that you prayed for the lost. You know, actually, there's nothing really, and that came as a real shock to me when the Lord pointed that out to me, that there's nothing in the New Testament that said, uh, pray for sinners that they'll be saved. Or even pray for lost loved ones that they'll be saved. But it does tell us, pray that the Lord 
you see, of the harvest, will send forth labors into his harvest. And I pointed out that one of my relatives, you know, prayed for for years, fasted. In fact, all of them that I prayed for, if it had ever done any good, I couldn't tell it. But the minute I started doing this, I got results. I said, now, Lord, and, and usually you can't deal with your own kinfolks, and usually it's not wise to. Now, you understand there are exceptions to every rule. But most of the time, you're not able to deal with your own folks. Most of the time, they won't listen to you anyway. Because, like I said, if, uh, if they do, you know, well, then they're going to admit that you know more than they did. And they... So the majority of time, you understand, it's not always true, but the majority of time, you can't deal with your own folks. And I know that's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, uh, this particular relative, you can't deal with him. He wouldn't listen to you anyway, so don't try to talk to him because I intended to do it. He said, don't do it. You know, I think in personal work and witnessing, we ought to learn to listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen to him that's in us. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and so I, I, I never said a word to him then. The Lord said to me, now uh, you do just what I told you to do. You see, he's part of the harvest, isn't he? Every sinner's a part of the harvest. You pray. And so I just said, now, Lord, I don't know who it is, but you know whoever it is. There's someone that can witness to him, that can cross his pathway, that he'll listen to. I don't know who it is, but you do. So I'm going to ask you to do it. Well, in my own spirit, I heard the Lord say, all right, I'll do it. So to me, that settled it. No, he's even asking it again. Amen. Within three days' time, and I'd been praying for years for the person, nothing happened. But within three days' time, somebody crossed his pathway. God sent somebody that could witness to him. And his life was changed. Well, now, uh, let's do things the way God said do it. So that's not only true concerning individuals. But that's true concerning groups. That's true concerning cities. That's true concerning nations. And so we need to take it upon our hearts and say, Lord, you send the people there. Some people, bless their hearts, I made mention of this in teaching in our classes here at the school and teaching on ministry gifts and, and so on and so forth and getting on other, off on side issues that, I, that I'm well satisfied. See, I pastored nearly 12 years and, and, you know, uh, we a lot of times in churches, and, and, and we did that some, we, uh, this particular church, we had a, a, a visitation program. And we just sort of, a, a, you know, witnessing program I'm talking about. And, and we just sort of divided the city off in sections, you know. And, and uh, I don't know why, but so much of the time, some of those folks that are the, the least equipped for that kind of ministry will volunteer first. And you just sort of had, I, I didn't know as much then as I know now, because see, I'm talking about 40 years ago. And you do learn a few things in 40 year period, you know. But I just had a witness, I remembered afterwards, I had, a, I had an, inward, an inward intuition about this one certain woman. I think she's the first one that volunteered. And I just sort of wish she hadn't. Now she was the most educated person in our church, as far as university education was concerned, intellectual education was concerned, but had the least sense of anybody. <laughs> Ain't that? I had actually people in the church that couldn't read nor write, could write their name, somebody did, that had more sense than she had. So I remember one of our ladies, fine lady, bless her heart, she was the type of woman that could just, she didn't have all the intellectual ability, 
and she had never been to university, did graduate from high school, and that's about it, I think. But she, uh, she's the type of person that could talk to the president of the United States, or she could talk to the janitor. Just had that ability about her. And so uh, the part of town where she was visiting was different than where she lived. But there was, and, and this other lady is talking about was there in that part of town where she lived. But there was a, a man that had had a stroke, a neighbor, and had become bedfast. And uh, so this lady would visit them. And so when she went to visit them, and really she hadn't said up till now anything much to them about the Lord. Sometimes you have to sort of, you know, follow your spirit and, 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 and just gradually work on to something. You don't just come on, you know, like a storm. And so she was telling me, she said, you know, because she's a very fine woman, didn't talk about people or anything, but she said, Brother Hagin said, I'll tell you, said, uh, you know, we're going to have to do something. I mean, just that, 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 this dear woman just playing havoc everywhere she went. I went to visit these folks and uh, I began to talk to them. I'd visited them before about the Lord and said, the ball they could talk about was, who was that old hag from your church? <laughs> well, I had to try to smooth it over. Now, like I said, intellectually speaking, she had more education than anyone in the church, but had the least wisdom. And so she went into that home, these people, you see, that need to get saved, know nothing about God, really. Know nothing about our church. And instead of talking about Jesus, she, she got to talking to him about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. Well, they don't need to know anything about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. They need to know about Jesus and salvation, the new birth, don't they? The other will come later on. And so she just got them all confused and messed up, you know. And I finally just said to her, uh, you know, I think you'd do better if you'd stay here and pray and let the others go. Just had to pull her off the job. I think she's on the wrong job. <laughs> Amen? Now, there is something she could do. And she did a better job praying and let them go because she just played havoc everywhere she went. She made more enemies for the church than the devil did. <laughs> Can you understand that? <laughs> Amen. And so, I, I, just, just everybody's just not equipped to do certain things. Let's pray God would send the right people. Amen. You know, he knows just where they'll fit. I used to pray. Now, when I first left my last church and went out on the field in field ministry, you see, I've got enough sense to know, you know, I have children, a family to support. Just wherever the door opened, I preached. Because when you first go out, you just don't have, you know, you don't even preach solid. And so you don't have a solid income and your expenses solidly go on. <laughs> don't they? So I never even questioned. I never even prayed about it. If the door opened, I jumped in. Praise God. Amen. Now, after about two years on the field, what we call field ministry, going from church to church, you built up enough, you see, until you've got, uh, uh, for this month, several calls. Well, then I began to pray, now, Lord, which one should I go to? Send me to the place, you know, you know, I don't know, because I haven't been to these places. But there's no use to me going if the ministry, my ministry, and everyone has their own peculiar and particular ministry. If it will not be accepted there, I would like to help the people, but you know. Well, I found very readily that on the inside of me, in my spirit, the Lord would lead me. Hallelujah. And so, sometimes some of those, that group needs a different type of ministry than what I have. They're not ready for it. He knows what they're ready for. 
So when it comes to the harvest, see, we're talking about the whole world. Praise God. I'm well satisfied that some people just make a mistake of going to certain countries. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini-book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagan. The mini-book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagan. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can go to rhema.org and find out anything about us. And, you know, and I want to thank all of you because, you know what, without you, we couldn't continue to keep this on and without your partnership. And we have word partners. And uh, you can go right there to rhema.org slash WPC and find out, find out what, a, what a word partner is. It's somebody that, that helps us every month with a, with a financial gift. Some are large, some are small. But when they all come together, we're able to do everything that we need to do. And if they could just hear the testimonies that we get when we're out traveling here in the U.S. and then overseas. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know what? Last month, uh, we were down in South America and we yes. had, we had I don't know how many people testimony, said testimony, testimony. That, that they watch us on the, on the television. And so we, we want to thank you for partnering with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.